Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Raghu Bhavani, and I'm going to be hosting this third episode of the Gaylak Podcast. Uh, I have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Bali Gupta, who is one of the mentors of Kermont Learning and has been helping out with a lot of the programs and has been conducting a lot of great workshops. So uh, thank you, Mr. Pali, for joining me today. It is a pleasure, Raghav, to see what all you're doing. And I love being a part of Karmant team. And I'm uh, always looking forward to seeing what you guys are up to. Yeah, thank you. So uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. So the topic that we're going to be discussing today is effective communication and relationships. And uh, I know that you have like a background in psychology as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the topic we are going to be discussing today. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Wonderful. So, yeah. So, uh, so what is, how can effective communication affect you in your like day-to-day -day life? Well, you know, communication is the basis of our existence and it defines every interaction that we have with other people and our surroundings. So we are human beings, we are social animals. And in order to be social, we need to communicate. We need to communicate verbally and we need to communicate non-verbally as well. Uh, and how it affects us is that it allows us to form a community a group of friends, family, our professional environment. It helps us to understand other people's points of view, what their problems are, what they face on a day-to-day -day life, uh, what kind of uh, relationships they have, improving the relationships between each other, uh, effectively conveying what we feel to each other, getting our points across, uh, becoming better listeners, appreciating people around us, finding ways to connect better, finding solutions to problems, and so many other things. So communication is so, so very important. Yeah, yeah, it can affect you in like many ways, as you said, and yeah, it is very important. Yes. Uh, so, so that was like how it can affect you in your day-to-day -day life. So there's like many different like aspects of it, but like how can it affect you like your relationships with different people? Well, it helps to uh, improve the list, your listening skills. So when you communicate well, you try to listen better because if you're communicating, you need to know what the other person is saying, right? So you uh, improve your listening skills and you become more productive and accepting of other people. So in effect, uh, the relationship becomes more open and everyone involved in the relationship is willing to um, be in problem-solving mode and compromise based on uh, what they hear from each other. So there's better communication. And <clears throat> when you have better communication, you have stronger relationships, whether they are personal relationships or professional relationships. Uh, better communication will always help you build stronger relationships. Yeah, that sounds great. And yeah, so basically like communication is one of like the strongest things that can affect like you and like people around you as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the way you communicate also affects uh, how others look at you. 
So, uh, for example, if you are a person who communicates with other people in a warm way, um, in a uh, you know in an understanding way, explains yourself uh, coherently, um, talks more uh, based on fact rather than impulse, then others will perceive you as warm, as trustworthy, as approachable. Uh, they will respect you because you communicate uh, well, right? Uh, if you uh, don't communicate well, you can come across as a cold person or a rude person or someone who is not very clear in their thought and in their action. And it can lead to a lot of misunderstandings uh, and disagreement and uh, arguments with others. So how you communicate with other people actually defines your position amongst the people around you. Yes, like, uh, yeah, I've been in many situations and I'm sure that many people have, like, if you don't communicate, uh, if you communicate in like an awkward way or just like not friendly, it can definitely affect how people perceive you. Yes, yes. Hello everybody, this is Raghav and I just wanted to take a quick word to tell you guys about becoming a K-Life podcast supporter. Starting at only $1 a month, you can help us expand and make better episodes. The link to becoming a supporter will be in the description. Thank you. And let's get back into the podcast. Um, yeah, so that was like how people perceive you. And another like important part of that is validation. Mm -hmm. So how, why is validation very important when talking to different people? And how can you validate yourself as well as others? Mm, that's a very, very important question. And it is very key to communicating well. Uh, validation is really recognizing and affirming the feelings that you have uh, and telling yourself and the other person that the feelings that you have are valid, they are worthwhile. Um, this is very important for your own self also, like you said, self-validation is very important to understand your own self, not to dismiss the feelings that you feel and look inwards to, uh, after validating your feelings, you look inwards and you, you arrive at the root of what is causing those feelings. And that way you build yourself personally also. You progress personally because you learn the art of being objective about what you feel rather than getting into a frenzy and not recognizing what you feel. So you have to validate whatever you feel. Even if it's a negative feeling, uh, it's important to validate that inside yourself, recognize it and say, hey, I'm feeling this way. Uh, let me look into this. Let me figure this out, right? So mm -hmm. until and unless you don't recognize and validate it and say that it is okay to feel this way, you will not be able to progress personally. You will not be able to grow personally. In the same way, validation of another person will impact your relationship. How? Because if you validate the other person's point of view, then you are allowing that person to feel heard. You're actually increasing the self-esteem of that other person. You're saying, hey, what do you feel is valid too? And that person will become more <coughs> open, more trusting, more participating, in, uh, more participative in the relationship. And you will have a deeper relationship because 
you are telling that person that, hey, uh, I hear you and I understand what you are saying. So actually, when you want to validate someone else, these are good phrases to use that I understand you, I hear you, I'm listening. I'm sorry you feel this way. I'm so happy you feel this way. Um, instead of saying, say, for example, uh, get over it or it doesn't matter or, hey, you don't get, get it at all. That would invalidate somebody and that would lower the person's self-esteem and he would become defensive and he would become very closed and will not trust you ever again, right? So it's important for uh, every person to validate not only yourself uh, and recognize what you feel. It is also very important that you validate all the other people in your life so that they feel that they are part of a relationship, they feel important, they feel confident, just like you need to validate yourself and feel confident and good about yourself. <coughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, because like all like validation, it can affect like uh, all these all these different topics that we've been discussing, like connects the dots. Like if you validate somebody else and they'll feel good and they'll perceive you in a different way, but if you if um, you get validated by others, then you'll feel good and you'll be getting your points across. Yes, always, always. Yeah. So another like important part of validation is like asking for things that you want, no matter mm -hmm. if you're how you're feeling or anything like that. So how can one ask for things that they want? Yeah, that's a tricky one, and sometimes it's really hard, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there are some very important factors first that you need to consider before you ask for things that you want. A, is it really, really important for me to ask? Is it going to cost me my self-respect? Is it going to cost me my relationship? And then you make a decision based on that. The other thing that you need to also consider before asking for what you want is whether the other person that you're asking it from is actually the right person to ask it from. Is he capable of solving your problem and giving you what you want? Is this a good time to ask for what you want? Uh, am I really clear about what I want or am I confused? Uh, do I have all my facts in place? Uh, what is my current relationship status with this person? Am I chill or am I fighting with this person? Uh, is, is it appropriate to ask something from this person? Um, have I asked for too many favors in the past? Uh, what kind of give and take relationship I have with these person? So uh, th these are some factors that you should consider before you decide to ask, right? So this is like thinking before you think. And then when you think that, well, yeah, I can ask something from this person, then there are certain other things that you have to be very, very clear about. How how do we really ask for these things? There are certain things that, certain steps that you must follow in your head, which will help you get what you want. Uh, one is knowing really what you want and expressing yourself clearly. So you describe what you want and then you express yourself and assert yourself, um, tell the person the benefits of what you want, uh, be mindful of your emotions, uh, and confident of what you want, and then be willing to negotiate somewhat. Uh, and to give you an example, say, for example, you want to stay up late for your schoolwork, but your mom doesn't want you to. So how do you approach this problem? 
the first thing is to explain your situation with facts so you tell your mom well you know uh, i am taking so many classes i have so many things to do and i have so little time left for homework and therefore i need to stay up later to keep up with it um and and my example would be well i just need to stay up late so that would be confrontational but if you present facts then you are putting yourself in a very rational frame of mind and you are allowing your parent also to see you present yourself in with a balanced mind so the parent will say hey this person has a reason for asking what um uh, he wants uh and then you express yourself with uh i statements where you talk about how you are feeling so that uh you can effectively communicate your mental and physical condition to your parent uh for example you could say i'm so stressed out uh, when i am unable to finish my homework uh, uh the opposite of that would be Uh, you have no idea how stressed out i am uh, when you say something like that it's antagonistic it's almost attacking because now you're placing the blame on the other person so it's important to express yourself but with i statements not with you statements so the first one was you put the facts out there and then you express yourself with i statements you then clearly ask for what you want and something could uh, an example would be uh can i please have the option to stay up until midnight uh and you don't react by ag- aggressively yelling or being uh, unclear about what you want so it's important to clearly ask so you describe the facts express yourself with i statements clearly ask for what you want and then you explain the benefits of getting <coughs> what you want <coughs> say for example in this case you could say uh if i stayed up later and have finished my homework then i would be much less stressed and i would be on top of my school work uh the opposite behavior would be being ag- aggressive you don't understand i want to stay up uh, i have to stay up all night you just don't understand what i'm feeling da da da, da. so that could be uh, a very um antagonistic and aggressive response so again describe put the facts forward express with i statements clearly ask for what you want with benefits and then keep your focus be mindful keep your focus don't get distracted you don't want to um uh be emotionally imbalanced you want to keep focus of what you want because that is what what is important the other stuff around it the emotional stuff needs to be uh kept on the side so you do not want to be emotionally aggressive in any way so you want to be mindful and you want to stay focused so for example uh you you don't want to attack the other person and say you don't understand what i'm feeling instead you just keep your focus and you say you know this is exactly what i feel and i need your help right uh confidence is a big 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 part of it because if you're not confident about what you want then the other person is clearly not sure that you are sure or not so you have to be uh you have to appear confident you have to be confident inside and outside 
you should maintain eye contact you should not be arrogant but you should be firm and very clear about what you want and then the last step is negotiate be willing to uh, you know give a little bit to get a little bit finding an alternate solution validation of the other person's point of view say for example uh, mom feels concerned that oh if you don't get enough sleep <coughs> you're going to be sick mm, and i don't want that and then you can you can uh, be willing to negotiate and say, well, you know, okay, I'll try and get some homework done during school hours. And then uh, I understand that you are concerned about my sleep and then I'll try and do some at home. Or can we just kind of negotiate a better fitting, you know, bedtime so that I can uh, rearrange my schedule. But the important thing is to follow all these steps because that will help you ask uh, for what you want, not only from your parents, but from your friends, from your teachers, from uh, in, in a professional situation everywhere, really. If you keep your calm and you just follow these steps. Yeah, this is really all, all good information. Um, but like uh, the one part I, I really uh, like can relate to or is like uh, the part uh, where you said like the I, you should say things with I statements and not you statements because some that you can feel one way, but then from the other person's perspective, they can feel different ways. So you got to take that into consideration. Absolutely. That's very important. Again, that also comes down to, you know, validation. If you don't validate the other person's emotion, the other person's point of view, then you are basically uh, rejecting and dismissing the person and making him feel uh, irrelevant, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, last but not least, uh, the, ne the next subtopic that we're going to be speaking is about conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. And it's a very common thing, but <coughs> if you know the steps to resolve it. And um, so what are what is conflict resolution and what are some steps for resolving them? Hmm. Yeah, that's a very important question also, because all, all the stuff that we just talked about may not always work and there may be conflicts and um, conflict resolution is just the need to solve a disagreement, right? Uh, most disagreements happen because uh, of either an emotional imbalance or an emotional reaction uh, or um, lack of information or lack of uh, understanding the other person's point of view. Uh, therefore, uh, it's important to be able to resolve these conflicts by addressing all of these issues. And the way to really do that is very basic, open up a conversation, right? Because that's the only way you can understand why the conflict happened in the first place. So you listen to the other person's point of view, and then you say, hmm, and I understand what you're saying. But I feel this, and I feel, and I feel this way because so you give your own point of view, you uh, find some common ground, and you address these obstacles. You work through these, and then you agree on a solution. But it sounds really simple, and it doesn't always work, right? Because sometimes your emotions get into the way, or you just encounter some people who are very closed and who are not. Um, you know, interested in finding a solution or who are aggressive or the circumstances are very uh, hot, you know. So the, the idea then is that how do you, how do you solve this conflict in, in, a, in, in a scenario where it seems difficult? 
So that is where your personal effort comes into play because one person has to start this process, right? And one very, very uh, easy way to get to this is becoming mindful. So you as a person, for example, you and I have a conflict and I'm the difficult person. Then you decide, well, hmm, uh, Ms. Diwali is very, very um, difficult to deal with. It's, I have to solve this conflict. So how do I bring her down to my level, right? So <clears throat> you become mindful of what you are feeling and what is happening around you. When we get into a conflicting situation, what really happens? There are lots of physical changes and emotional changes, right? Our heart rate starts beating, you know, getting really fast or we perspire or our voice starts getting really uh, high in volume or we start slurring or we start crying, we become anxious, we become confused. All of this happens, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's very important then to say, okay, all this is happening and you become objective about it. And you stay focused, you stay present, and you try and first control the mental and physical changes that are happening to you. First, you control them. So you start thinking objectively and you start checking facts in your head. Hmm, what is happening right now? I need to figure out what, what was I here for in the first place? I don't want to be emotional right now. I want to think facts. I want to think objectively. So you have to tune yourself out from that conflicting situation and get inside your head and start thinking objectively. And you also have to control your physical changes because now you, you, you can see that you're breathing heavily, you're getting agitated or um, you're getting breathless. So you use different techniques, like say, for example, deep breathing, or you use a calm body language and you bring your physical changes uh, to some semblance of normality, right? And then you think that, okay, this person is very hyper right now. Let me empathize and validate this person. So you bring your volume down, right? And be kind to the other person and listen without judgment, without any assumptions, and without any predictions. This is very important because in, in a situation of conflict, it's very easy to start judging the other person and assuming and predicting, right? That, oh, now this person is gonna do this. I knew it. So you stop doing that. You become objective and you be kind and you listen to the other person, give the person a benefit of doubt, and keep some room for discussion and negotiation. When you bring your, a simple thing like bringing your volume down when there is a conflicting situation can make the other person also calm down. And the whole idea of a conflict resolution is to first come to a, a plain, <coughs> plain ground where people are not um, imbalanced, people are not, um, uh, you know, extremely emotional or extremely logical, but are in, are in a balanced frame of mind uh, where people are uh, concerned about each other's well-being. And the whole goal is to uh, resolve the conflict, not to attack each other, right? So if you use all of these things uh, and you 
open up that conversation and you open up that space where you can validate each other, describe with facts and objectivity what each person feels, express yourself and keep room for negotiation. Conflict resolution then becomes very easy. And it could be that you guys don't um, agree at all. But if you keep that space available for communication, then more often than not, you end up learning so much more because like I said in the beginning, that sometimes uh, conflicts happen simply because we have no idea what the other person is thinking and we are limited by our own knowledge and our own experiences. And when we open a space where the other person is able to express uh, their point of view, their experiences, and their reasons for uh, the conflict, then sometimes you may say, oh, I had no idea. You are right. Let's do this. Or it could happen the other way. So you have to effectively communicate for all of this to work. Yeah, um, this is all very good information. Um, and there's people that kind of relate to each other. And uh, there's like some couple of things that I definitely learned that are uh, gonna uh, help me. Uh, so uh, like effective communication, if you communicate in a positive way and then it can affect how others perceive you or can affect your general relationship with the person. And um, if you have any conflicts or with anybody or uh, you, you're asking something, but nobody, but somebody is not giving you something, uh, always be mindful of the other person and uh, base things on factual events, not just opinionate, opinionative because um, they could be feeling one way and you could be feeling a different way. So, yeah. yeah. So listening is very important. Uh, it's, it's a very important skill of communicating well, listening. Listening and being mindful, extremely important. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, well, I think that's gonna wrap things up. Uh, I I know that you are a you're a singing teacher and you uh, teach a variety of music. So do you wanna uh, explain what you do there? Oh yes. Uh, so communication is also not just limited to talking, but it's also about singing because singing is nothing but dialogue. It is an extremely cathartic experience to be able to sing. Uh, I am a voice trainer. Uh, my special uh, specialization is in voice culture, which really means that I can help voices not only for singing, but speaking as well. And as you realize <coughs> that communication requires you to be able to speak effectively as well. So I, can, I help uh, coach people uh, in communicating well. And um, that's what I do. <laughs> you can yeah, visit my website, voiceculturexpert.com and learn more about me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. You guys should definitely go check that out. Um, so uh, I think that's going to wrap things up. And uh, Any last comments or anything? Uh, no, well, you guys are doing a wonderful job and uh, you, Raghav, are a really good uh, listener. Therefore, you are a very good communicator and it was wonderful to have this session with you. God bless you guys. Yeah, thank you. You too. <laughs> okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.